Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, everyone. Come on in. Come on in. Praise God. On this beautiful Saturday, God has blessed us with some warm weather, and we are so grateful for that. So grateful for his many blessings. We have a special, special guest, Dr. Kim Black here from Virginia. Praise God. And we just thank God for for Virginia being in the house. And so come on in. Please be sure to share on Facebook and all the social media sites so we can hear all that God is doing and has done in her life and her family. We thank God for it. And so for those coming on in, there's so much to say about Dr. Kim Black, but one thing I love is just her humility and her willingness to just share what God has put on her heart to share for God's people. Um, And I thank God for, we met through um, leadership, our pastors for Elevated Life, Pastor Fontaine Dixon, Veronica Dixon. We went to this leadership gathering and the beginning of 2020, it was so funny how we were just all just as normal, just going to, you know, gatherings together and everyone was there praying um, in Harrisburg and whatnot. And we also then started the book club, I believe. And there was a book that we were all reading together. Um, So I thank God for that to just see how it's grown and just see all that you share on Facebook. Um, But you are a servant of God. And that's a beautiful thing. So tell us a little bit more about Dr. Kim Black. Um, I am a God lover. Um, I am... I turned 58 this year and I believe that I got a, 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 a more intense assignment and that is to help the bride make herself ready. And so I've just immersed myself in discipleship and preparation. And I believe that God is restoring the ancient past. And so he's been quickening in my heart uh, more about the technologies of heaven and I've been writing about those things and even sharing about those things. Um, my husband and I founded Dominion Ministries International back in 1997. So I've been leading a congregation for years and years. I think it's very interesting. Before COVID, the Spirit of the Lord had been speaking to me. And um, one of my main functions Um, has been training prophets. And so I've had prophetic institutes for years and I've done mentoring and spiritual coaching, all of those things. And um, right before COVID hit, the Lord began speaking to me that he was going to create new wineskins and wine. And I kept telling our congregation, I don't know what God is saying. I don't understand. He's not, I said, but things are not going to be the same. I just kept saying that over and over again. No idea. I didn't get a word yeah. about the virus or anything. I knew that something was happening with the church. And um, yeah, so the church was shut down for all that time. <laughs> and um, right before that time, the Lord told us to sell our building. And we've been in that building for, I want to say almost 20 years. And um, so as the church is transitioning and learning something new about herself and about who God is 
and who we thought God was, we mm -hmm. are learning as a congregation of people too about what the church is not and what the church is. Because for the first time in our ministry, we're in the whole ministry is in transition. And so mm -hmm. the life lessons and the theology lessons and the, um, the affirmations that I needed not having a building all of a sudden and not realizing how much of our faith or our identity is tied into what we have. Mm -hmm. And so you know, having a big bank account hasn't been satisfying that. I, I didn't even realize it because I've never been you know, all about fancy things and stuff like that. But it, it's been an interesting roller coaster ride, a very interesting roller coaster ride. And so I pray that that identifies with what a lot of the listeners are going through as well, that you're in a transition like you've never been in before. You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, I'm a teacher, I'm a student. And uh, I want to please God with everything that's in me. And sometimes it takes that transition. It takes that storm to reveal the things that have been hidden in your heart. Yeah, those hidden things in the heart. I think that um, you brought up something about where I went through uh, when I had wrote and broke, written Broken Vessels, where my identity was in these things. Yes. And God had to show me your identity is found in me, you know, in me. And it was like, wow, I didn't realize that my identity was put into these degrees and these accolades and, and, and all these different things. So it's like, yeah, you have these credentials behind your name, yes. but it was this hidden unfulfillment that God had to show me was in my him. God. It was in him. And, and and that's so true. So how was that transition? Was it was it a, was it difficult going from, from the actual building to now in a different place, or how did that transition uh, at that time going through it? Um, well, we're still in it. I mean, we meet at the um, art convention center here, but it's yeah. you know different. Have not having a weekly place, not um, you know just having the the convenience of a building, quote unquote. Mm -hmm of a, a gathering place and you know we're big on worship and all those kind of things so it's different i think the main thing is you know we had to reinforce with our people that you know again church is not building and then also it reveals those who are committed to the vision and then those that are committed to the building Mm. You know, and so um, I've all, you know we believe that you know we're an apostolic prophetic people, and so um, we're mothers and fathers in the Lord, and we believe that you know people under us we're a family, and not that we're over the whole, but we're a family. We're tied by covenant. We're tied by spirit, and so it's been interesting to see, you know, who fell away mm. after the building was gone or when we didn't meet anymore even through COVID you know people took that opportunity you know it will God use that as an opportunity for purging and 
even that in itself was painful um, for yeah. for me as a leader, as a mother, as a friend, mm -hmm. as a, a a person. You know, because yeah. leaders have feelings too, and we don't own people. And the goal is to raise them up and to set them free into their destiny. But when they're not going anywhere, they just quit coming to you. You know, that's a whole nother yeah. story. Yeah. Um, then the way people leave and you know your expectations of uh commitment faithfulness um mutual respect you know those kinds of things when you walk through things in people's lives so, yeah uh-huh so a lot of you know some broken hearts some joy and you know i try to focus on you know they say some people check the sky for shooting stars and celebrate them. But others can look up and praise the ones that stay in position. And so mm. I've been so thankful to the Lord, to my the God. stars in my life that have stayed in position, that have held our arms up and walked with us in this and through this and are mm -hmm. still faithful and still serving, though we don't have the outward look. You know, yeah. because people now will think, you know, we didn't have anything. <laughs> well, no, no, but that doesn't matter. It's like we are a people of God and it doesn't matter what's on right. the outside. Right. It's what we have to offer from the heart and from the spirit, from the throne room. We know in Revelations it says that worship comes from the throne room and it spills out into the earth, like Ezekiel, where it says, and from underneath the doorposts, the waters begin to out. That's the picture of the worship coming mm. from the heavens into the earth realm and spilling out into the earth. And that's how we're supposed to be so filled with his mm. presence. I did a little live today as I was taking a walk that we're to be so filled with Christ that we become the feast of the Lord and mm. we become that drink of wine that cheers the heart. They talk about that in Song of Solomon chapter five, that he delights in the spices we offer him. He fills us and sups with us and dines with us in communion. And then we become a feast to the nations. We become the drink of wine that lifts and cheers people's hearts who are down, people who need the light of hope. Yeah. And I think too, that we are now, If it's, it seems to me, that we're coming to a place where the people are drawing back to him and 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 coming back to him and drawing back to him and point them to jesus and it, it's just it seems like it's so much going on around us but i just feel like there's just something going on spiritually that's going to revive us and refresh us do you feel that in this time we to continue on in that to continue to point others to jesus despite what's oh, going on around us oh yes we we can't you we cannot act that's a plot of the enemy you know the bible says he comes to steal kill and destroy and one of the things he does is try to defamate the not only the name of jesus but to defamate his power and character to slander his ability to um calls erroneous thinking. And so if at any point we begin to think that anything is too hard for God, mm. if at any point we begin to believe that, um, you know, nothing is impossible 
to them that believe. That's the plan of the enemy, to get you looking at the wrong things, seeking after the wrong things. Our focus, um, I was teaching um, just the other day, and I was saying whatever voice is loudest in your life, you will become, you will acquiesce to. So the voice of the Spirit of God and who He is needs to become the greatest voice in our life. We have to incline our ear to His voice, His word, His spirit. Because if we're listening to the media, if we're listening to the culture, if we're listening to the enemy, if we're listening to the propaganda and even the political pushes that would steal us of hope, that voice will rob us of faith. But when we focus, when we become people of one thing, when we mm. become people um, like Paul, people like David, people like Mary, who found the great part, who seek after God and inquire and sit at his feet to listen, then we won't be easily swayed and we'll be people who know the greatness of our God and we won't be faking. You know, we're not mm. going to have to fake it till we make it. But there's going to be a sincere joy and a sincere hope that no matter what we're going through, we know his word cannot fail. Mm. And you're talking about that joy. We had a guest uh, last week that talked about unspeakable joy. And it's like, it's just, it's unspeakable. There's no words to describe this joy. And, and, and she said something, she said it's unspeakable in the situation and yes. unspeakable yes. joy in the situation. I'm like, wow, that's so true. Unspeakable Amen. joy. My God, the my word God. prospers in the thing God sent it to prosper. Mm -hmm. So when we release that word, that word of power, that word of life, then we activate heaven. We we release heaven to do what heaven wants to do in it. But until we release him in it, until we, and you know, I've always taught our people, we choose joy. Mm. We choose joy. We choose to celebrate. We choose to continue to praise. We choose to offer him adoration and praise, you know. And so uh, we got to get sold out and uh, we got to get desperate for him. Yes, yes, yes. Sold out and desperate, desperate. I love, so there's one book that, um, like I've talked to you about before, is The Lover's Prayer. Um, yeah. Dr. Kempack is an author. So The Lover's Prayer is Intimacy Under the Apple Tree. Um, just the cover alone is beautiful. But there's so many things um, in here that stood out. And one thing is, is that before I got married, I went through, um, my pastor was teaching me about intimacy because of the many things I've experienced in life. I did not really understand intimacy. And so before I got married, I was taught on it. We went through uh, marriage counseling. Are you live streaming? People are asking me on my phone. Where is it? Yes. Is it on? Uh, I don't think yes, they can find it. Is it on your page? Your personal page? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's on right now. Yep, it's on right now. I shared it on the. I shared it from the YouTube channel. Did they get it? I'm going to go to you and see it. Yes. Oh, okay, and I'll share it from there. All right, so it's not okay. on Facebook. It's on YouTube. 
Yeah, because sometimes Facebook cuts it off like right. after. Okay, all right. Minutes. Right, they can't. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I didn't want to interrupt you. They can see you later. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but in, re- in reference to the intimacy under the apple tree, um, it was like I started to see God in a relationship but not the man's definition of a relationship because i didn't have the best relationship so it's like i can't put god in that box of my situations because then i look at him in a way like he's i'm lowering him to a level that he's not at and so it's like so show me what love is and you know that's why i thank god for my husband because it was his heart that drew me to him. And I'm like, oh, wow, God, it's just something about his heart, his heart. Um, but it's like he's showing me the protection in the in the marriage and showing me his love and how it feels sometimes when I know I'm off because, God, I haven't talked to you like I used to. And it's just like I started to see about that intimacy with God and how I even learned how to be quiet. That even in the quietness, I'm still with him. Yeah. And so tell us how intimacy under the apple tree, the Lord, the lover's prayer. Um, tell us how that was birthed. Um, actually, um, I had been uh, a very itinerant speaker. A lot of traveling, a lot of... Um, you know, teaching, empowering, all those kinds of things. And I got very sick. And so I went from being in popular demand to zero, to zero, and fighting for my life. And um, I was like in a hidden place. And in that time, God just disrobed me again, probably for the 50th time, but... He just stripped me of everything well, that I thought. I'm sure it's a layering process and it's still going on. It probably won't be over until I transition to see him in all of yeah. his glory. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a dark time for me. But I ran to him and I created an altar in my bedroom again and put myself up there first just because I didn't want to die. And I was begging for my life and begging to see my children live and begging for my church and begging for my husband and begging for myself. But then the altar became a place of refinement and purifying that I didn't even know that I needed. Yeah, God. And it became a place of repentance Mm. where I recognized that I was so busy doing that I hadn't taken the time when I first, you know, what is it? Um, Ephesus, return to your first love and do the works that you did at first. Yeah. That when I was that young girl at 18 and 20, who spent so much time at his feet and so much time in his presence before I did anything, that I had fallen away from those things that, you know, I was like the backslidden bride and. God and I have such a unique covenant. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first got saved, I didn't even know about the bridal identity that we are mm-hmm. chosen as his bride. I didn't you know, understand the theology of it. 
one day the Holy Spirit told me because he he activated my prophetic senses, my prophetic acuity. Before I read through the Bible, you know, the Holy Spirit just came in the midst of me and uh, told me to put on my wedding dress one day and to present myself to him. So I waited one day for my husband and he took the kids and I was in my house alone. And I went upstairs and put back on my wedding dress and I came, we had long stairwell. I came down the steps and presented my life to the Lord. And I made, you know, a vow. I promised my heart to him forever and my life to him forever. And he spoke to me and I got a sense. He showed me some things that were gonna happen in my life on that day. And so uh, I fell in love with him all over again. And then I began to read the Song of Solomon and found out that there was this whole teaching, this whole narrative of how he woos us and how he loves us and how he cleanses us. And you know, the journey of a lover, the maturation of a disciple, the maturation of the heart before the Lord. And so while I was in the clap of the rock, in that hiding place, I scoured back over the book, scoured back over the scriptures concerning the love of God. And it's the teeniest book I've ever written, not long at all. It just holds the revelation that God gave me that brought me out of the spirit of death. Mm. My God, hallelujah. Now, let me say, I'm still believing God for a miracle you know, believing God to fix the physical problem in my body, but I'm not fearful of dying anymore. It does not have dominion over me anymore. And I thought, and the reports were so negative. You know, they told my family at one time, you know, prepare yourself. Hmm. But what God spoke to me, how he opened up the word to me, the, the intimate times I had with him. See, there's a sound that he's looking for from each one of our lives. And there was a sound that he was missing from me. And when he showed me that she thought of him as an apple tree, I always had an affinity to huge apple trees. They were so beautiful to me. I didn't even know they were in the Bible. <laughs> and so when I saw that my beloved is to me, like an apple tree amongst all the other trees of the forest. I delight to sit in his shade. It is there that I blossom. And then he began to open it up to me and show me how it paralleled in some way the model prayer. And it was okay for me to talk to him and pray to him and, and converse with him in that way. And he said, it's love his language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you a language of lovers. Mm. And so it just changed my life and removed the depression because so many people walked away from me at that time. So many people didn't understand what I was going through. Even now, you know, when you're dealing with a chronic um, illness or a chronic knee pain, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, people walk away 
people have an expectation. They want you to be who you used to be, but yeah. you're not that person anymore. You're better. Mm-hmm. You just said that I'm better. Yeah. yeah. And um, but people walked away, and I was disappointed. And you can get disappointed when nobody's checking on me. Nobody, you know. Sometimes you find out who loved your gift mm-hmm. and who loved you. Yeah. And I discovered who loved my gift mm-hmm. and who loved. I discovered Amen. most of all that Jesus loves me. Yeah. And he yeah. Me, and he clothed me and he redeemed me and he dressed me and put jewelry on me. He likes it. Mm. <laughs> he likes That's it. That's beautiful. Pretty. He likes mm. it when we put on necklaces and gold. And he gives us rings and shoes and crowns and garments. And he loves us enough to correct us and to yeah. speak into our hearts and to heal every broken place. And every so broken place. it's just a, it's a prayer. It's just my prayer. And I pray that when other people just read it, that they'll come into intimacy in their way and, and that God will unlock his love to them in their way, in his way, you know? Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the things that I underlined in the book was <laughs> praise God. Look, I'm oh Jesus, but it's so beautiful because it's from the heart and it shows where you were at, and that's why this book is just it just touches. I mean, like it's so many things that I highlighted and and, and look, I even got so little. little. I was like, Lord, you really want me to publish this? I was like, God, you want me to publish this little imperfect book? You know. Sometimes after you publish, yeah. you find all the mistakes, you know. <laughs> I well, like, I mean, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I truly enjoyed it because there was one on here. Um, there's one that I underlined. It says, however, it's the it's the sometimes the louder and stronger the vocabulary, we think the more anointed. Yeah. However, it's yes. the private life of prayer that should flow into public powerful ministry and i said i literally wrote in here we should have a private life of prayer that when it says when you pray go into your room and shut Mm. the door Mm. and shut the door you know mean shut out world shut out the outside a lot of times I, i just said this the other day and i'm not knocking it that there's so many public prayer ministries, but the Lord, that shouldn't be a substitute for your private prayer life. And a lot of people use that, even the prayer leaders, mm. that they're a prayer, but really there are people of performance because you know a lot of, when I look at it, sometimes the Holy Spirit says, they're not praying in private, they're only praying in public. They have no public prayer life, they're performers. So a lot of people get on and they all, ah, ah, you know, they're, ah, ah, you know, <laughs> and we think they <laughs> really went in. We went in and it's mm. entertainment because they haven't gone in and shut the door and got alone with him and poured out their heart to receive the oil that they need to come before yeah. the nation and pray. Yeah. My God. And I look at that too. Learned behavior. And a lot of it's a learned behavior. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like this, this is not a learned behavior. This was a revelation of God. Mm. So I don't pray it all the time, but he looked, he loves to hear it from me. You, my yeah. beloved, are like an apple tree. You know, you provide mm. shade, provide fruit. The fruit that you give me sustains me. That this apple is not just an apple, it's a raisin cake of glory and living bread from heaven. You know, there's a language that's between he and I. And so I wanted to try to teach in a very simple, no big words and stuff. Speak to him in your language, not the language you learned from your mother and your father, but that which you learned from the spirit, that which you've learned yeah. by revelation of the Holy Spirit, yeah. the intimate pillow talk of God. Mm, mm. And now, you know what? We There was something else too that, that came to mind when we were talking about performing. I also thought about worship and how, ah. you know, I, I it's something about when I get in front of the dishes and it's just I have a whole flashback moment and or or I'm sitting there and my husband kind of he he knows he's like she's going now but it's just nothing like that private time of worship that it just spills over when we get together and when we fellowship in the house of God if we are able but when we get together it should already be it should already be you should already be in that heart of gratitude, heart of praise, because you've been doing it all week, you know, and then when we're together, um, it, it's such a beautiful thing. It's not a performance. So I don't mind if I crack a little bit and it don't matter if I miss that note. It don't matter if I'm, you know, tears running down my eyes. I just look crazy to you. I am naked and unashamed. And I finally got to that place in him where it's not a performance and I'm not worried about what others may think or see. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But you know, and, and that's a freeing thing too, because um, when you know that um, you're filled by God and you know, you don't get invited to certain circles and things because you don't fit their mold, but mm -hmm. it's a, it's a liberating thing to know that you met with God mm -hmm. in an, intangible well a, well a tangible way because it's going to yeah. show up in other areas in your life but you just got to be free to know that you've met with god in the way that he wanted you to meet with him you know there are yeah. so many dimensions to worship there are so many words that um denote what worship is what it means to worship and yeah. um, like i'm writing i just i'm almost finished with the book well it's you know being published now and I'll talk about that another day, but in it is talking about the dimensions of worship. Yeah. But the the book is called The Kissing Ground, Worshiping mm. Through Conflict. And so I just mm. touched on the dimensions of worship, but at its root, proskino, proskino, it means to give kisses to God, mm. to give kisses to God. And so when we talk about giving kisses to God or to blow kisses to God, there's the breath, there's the spirit involved in it. It's an intimate thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you can't always say you have worshiped if it's only been in public. Mm -hmm. If it's only 
been in public, I heard someone say a prophetess, I can't remember who said it right now. I didn't come up with it, I wish I did. She said, if you're only worshiping in public, you're a pretender. Oh God. There has to be some private worship in your life. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, some private where it, man, I'm telling you, and it's so true because it's like, okay, you can't practice this thing. It's just, I'm just laid out before him. And it's just, I mean, it's like, I truly understand. I I think her name is Stephanie. I, I truly love, I love her when she just ministers to the Lord, but she just says, I, I'm undone. I'm just undone. Yeah, that's my oh word. My I'm ruined for all other lovers. Oh my God. I'm ruined. I'm not here for you. Yeah. I'm here for him. Audience of yeah. one. Beautiful. Beautiful. So there's something else too um, in um, the the Lord's Prayer, Intimacy Under the Apple Tree. I underlined this too. It was in, um, it was said, God has offered us the same promise as the children of Israel of entering into his rest. And I underlined, we can cease from striving and appropriate the promises of God into any and every area of our lives. Sometimes it's like I finally got what it means when you're striving, where you are striving, you are trying to prove this, but you can enter into his rest. My God, that's such a beautiful thing. Such yeah. a beautiful thing rest in God. Yeah, there's a um, scripture, Revelations 3.20. I think it's Revelations 3.20. It was given to the church in um, Laodicea. And um, that church was known for uh, self-righteousness, for, um, you know, doing not being dependent on God because they had great wealth. They were known for manufacturing black wool, eye ointment but God and they thought they were rich and that they had every, the clothing and the garments they needed and that they had healing ointments but then the spirit of the Lord charges them as being blind and wretched and miserable they were producing but not producing after righteousness and he comes through after the charge to them and he says behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will yeah. come in and sup with him and mm -hmm. he with me. And yeah. that that word sup represents a feasting of a meal that is done at the end of the workday. Mm -hmm. When work is over, when striving is over, when you're not seeking to produce anything, you just come to me to talk and share. And the, the imagery is two friends who have met together and they're sitting to share with one another. Of course, one is greater and you're listening, but you it's not a quick snack. It's a, a long shared talk at mm. the end of work. So when we come before the presence of the Lord, I think it's Psalms 46 to be still. Mm. See yourself sitting at the table of the Lord at the end of work. My work is over. Now mm. it's my time to be like Mary and listen. Yeah. yeah. Let him come 
into me. It's really a reference to communion and the marriage ceremony, which that would really blow your mind. When he's <laughs> knocking at the door, it's the yeah. picture of the ancient Jewish wedding ceremony where the bridegroom and his father shows up to the chosen bride's door and they knock. And as she says yes to the covenant, yes mm. to the offer of marriage, she has to open wide the oh door. Gosh, oh just God. open it up a little bit. You got to mm. open wide the door. Yes. And let them come in. And they come in with the cup of wine. And you, mm. you say yes. And you drink the wine of communion. And thus begins the wedding process. So when he's knocking, he comes in with a covenant. He comes mm. in with a proposal and a promise. Mm. And it's up to us to sit, to hear, to enjoy, to hear the Spirit of the Lord teach us. He is the Aletheia. He brings us in the Aletheia. He brings us into all truth. Mm. That is so it's beautiful. It's a communion. Mm. It's a covenant. Mm. You don't get married to someone and then never sit and talk to them. Never mm. sit and with them. Just be still to get to know them. Let them share their heart. You share your heart. Intimacy. To be known and to be fully known. Mm-hmm. I thank God for that because you know something that me and my uh me and my husband we talk about that that beautiful silence yes. with each other. How we could just sit beautifully in silence. <laughs> And, and to be in that same space with God and to yeah. truly get to that place where he is our Abba. Mm. You know, he yeah, is our Father. Your ear is inclined. Yeah. Just position your ear, God, I'm here. What is that? Mm. Just put up the other day. I am your servant and I'm listening. Mm. My God, my God. And when, you know, when you put that up on Facebook, it was, it was such an encouragement because, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, God will have us do some things that it just seems like, oh, God, did I hear you uh, correctly? And yeah. when you put that up, he just took, he just did this little flashback real quick. You heard me, daughter. You heard me. And I just started crying. I just started crying because it was like, you know what, God, we heard you because that's what we want to hear, God's voice. And you are so right. We need to hear God's voice in this time and just, just be mindful. Shut these things out, you know, and, and just shut all this stuff out. And just, what are you saying, God? Yeah. What are you saying? Well, I, I, I praise God. You know, I pray that anyone who hears this, anyone who's listening to this, that you feel encouraged to just sit at his feet, incline your ear to hear him. He will heal you. He will restore you. He will give you the hope and the joy that's been missing from your life. I just pray that, you know, your words are an encouragement to the hearers in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful to hear him correctly, to, to know that was him. Oh, my. It was such an encouragement. Praise God. So there's another book that I definitely had to grab that I just started okay. uh, for those right. tuning in. <laughs> It is supernatural, supernatural sight. Supernatural. 
my God, supernatural sight, opening the eyes of the heart. And, yeah. and it's, just, it's just something God has just been on this heart thing, on this heart thing. So for about two and a half years ago, I believe it was, God had me uh, um, look up uh, the heart and to study the yeah. heart because he sent me a heart transplant. And so I'm sitting there like, God, what, 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 what do you mean? Yeah. Because I was still singing and worshiping and you need a heart transplant. Yes. When he said oh, that yes. to me, I said, God, well, what is what are you saying? So he took me to the heart and I started <laughs> looking up and studying it. And, and I wow. saw how the heart has chambers. And he said, right there, there's these things deep down in those chambers yeah. that you got to give to me. Ah. And you gotta be patient to heal from me opening you up yeah because many your voice went out (laughs) went out oh yeah Hallelujah. 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 So it was like in this process of learning about the heart, it's like you got to sit on this thing and you got to heal. So I'm going to open you up. You're going to get this new heart, but you got to heal though. You got to sit and you got to heal. And so when I was studying, I was like, wow, God, I didn't know that that was in there. I didn't know that that was in there. So open the eyes of my heart so I can truly see you. Yeah, yeah. Not my motives, not what I want to do, not where I'm trying to go. And then he started shifting the reasons and the motives behind what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. It's like, oh, this is a little painful. But I thank God because it changed how Amen. I saw things. It changed Amen. how I saw things. And so I thank God for this book so far. I just, just got to the first few pages. Um but I, you know, then already underlined some things that, <laughs> that really stood out. Stood out. Um, but I love how you talked about Blind Bartimaeus and how he instantly received his sight. But you said he didn't leave the master, but continued to follow Jesus and become mm-hmm. his disciple. Yes. I had to learn. And I'll never forget when 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 the revelation came about discipleship and I'm sitting in the living room and it hit me. It's like, my God, they were students. Like it hit me like I was this little old kid. You know, it's like, I get it. It's like, I get it, God, to be a follower of Jesus yeah. Christ. To uh, be I believe Jesus that's a revelation that's returning to the church. I signed up for a class in discipleship at my age. And it has been so enlightening. <clears throat> it's a really missing piece in the body of Christ now. Um, for us as teachers to really disciple, and then for new believers to be willing to sit for a minute to be discipled. Yeah. And in the early church, discipleship was a major part of their immersion because um, our teachers said that 
discipleship is a picture of the exodus. And mm. discipleship causes our exodus out of the Egypts of our life, out of the Babylons of our life, out of the broken places of our life. Because as we are taught the word of God, as we become students and true imitators and true followers of Christ, we exodus, we lead out of the broken places, the places yeah. of prison, the places of bondage. But many times, you know, we don't want to sit and taught, sit yeah. and to really become students of Jesus Christ, students of the kingdom of God. We want to scream and holler word instead of a word that teaches us to overcome. Amen. 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 And that discipleship was so, it was so many things I learned. So many things um, through the teaching. It was a rabbi who was teaching about discipleship to help me better understand this is Jesus was a Jew, so I needed to understand these things. And it's yeah. like, wow, now I understand about the marriage supper. I understand why, you know, there was this the Seder and 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 Rakshashana and what yeah. all these yeah. things mean and represent, you know. And I think that's so true what you said. Discipleship is needed, and we have to be willing to sit. Yeah. And be willing to sit and be taught. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. I wrote thing. that book just to inspire faith for people who have trouble hearing God, people who have trouble, uh, you know, being in relationship with him to know that he speaks to us. It's just teaching and scriptures and, and words to, and to create faith for you to believe, to hear, believe, to see that God doesn't want you blind and deaf to him. It's a real living relationship. And that's what makes Christianity unlike any other or uh, in a category of its own we serve a living god a god who communicates with us and yeah. relationship with us and um i think that's really hard because people think only the pastor hears or only prophets here only apostles here and teachers and evangelists but we are his sheep and we are to know and hear his voice and to see, even today I went walking and I had been crying out for some things before the Lord. And I walked the same path at the park, you know, as a track. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, there are birds and stuff out there all the time. But today, I had, um, this morning before I went there, I prayed unto the Lord. And when I got to the track, my first 50 yards, there were feathers, white feathers lining my footsteps all mm. the way down the and I said God I hear you that's a love mm -hmm. note that was from God to me he speaks to us in so many different ways to let us know he's with us I've heard you and when he does special things like that from the book The Shack it's a love note I was like yeah. God, thank you. I love you too and I appreciate you showing me that you will walk with me where yeah. you're sending yeah, he will walk with you. That's such a beautiful thing. And I love how I was coming. So he laid them out. So he was trying oh, to tell God. me, you don't know where you're going, but I do. <laughs> oh, God. And you just follow yeah. the feathers. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Follow oh, you the just Lord. follow, follow the, the cloud. My yeah. God. My God. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Is that a book? Are you writing? Is that another book? No, you not that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new book coming out, and I'm working on another book. The book that's coming out 
is The Kissing Ground, Worshiping Through Conflict. And the second book is called The King's Table, The Supernatural Yes of Communion. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, communion. That's such a beautiful thing to commune with God. Oh, yeah. God, hallelujah, hallelujah. So will that be coming out soon or you're just finishing up Hopefully. writing? Pray for me, pray for me. Pray for you, amen, yes, man. <laughs> I have to go by March. Praise God. Praise but God. Waiting for the kiss ground. You know, it's in the works, in the production. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So for those tuning in or those who will catch the replay, please be sure to support uh, Dr. Kim Black. And please tell us how they can reach out to you uh, to support. How Which uh, websites to visit or... Uh, my website is um, www.kimblackministries.com. Um, you can follow me on my Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. On YouTube, I'm on um, DMI Ignite. DMI Ignite. That's the name of our church, Dominion Ministries. So Dominion Ministries International, and it's DMI Ignite. And I'm going to be uploading some fresh material. i got some new stuff coming out. I'm excited about what God is doing. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I just thank you so much, Dr. Kim, for just taking this time out on this Saturday. I know there's a you. lot of technical issues going on, but glory <laughs> be to God. What needed to be said was said. Um, and again, for those tuning in, it is very important about hearing from God. I thank you for for sharing that because it's so true um again supernatural sight so far has been a blessing to what i've read so far but definitely intimacy under the apple tree my god you're going to want to definitely reach out and grab that amen so again um dominion ministries ignite as well um, blessings to Apostle Sammy Black as well. And um, you said you're at the Hampton, Virginia, you said, for services? We're um, meeting at the Hampton Convention Center on Sundays at 11. So come on out if you're listening, looking for a place to grow. You've been in transition. Come on and grow in transition with us. We'd amen, love to have amen. you. Love to have you a part of Yes, yes. So I... Thank you so much, Dr. Kim. If there's anything else that you want to share um, before we head out, is there anything God has placed on your heart to share? Or No, um, thank you for having me. It's always a privilege to talk and share. And I and I, I honor you in the work that you're doing. And I, I don't take it lightly that you chose me to talk to and share what God's doing in my life. And I just um, speak to you who are listening. Either you're on live now or you catch the replay I pray that the Spirit of the Lord find you right where you're living. And I just ask you, if you'll just, no matter where you are, in your car, in your shower, washing your dishes, begin to talk to him and reach out to him. The Lord will answer you. God loves you so much that he gave his all. He gave up his riches. He gave up glory for a moment so that you could have eternal life and live in the earth as a king and a priest and more than a conqueror. So try Jesus, don't give up hope and turn to the one who loves you the most in Jesus' name. And if I can be of service, please don't hesitate to reach out in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you all, have a blessed night. God bless you. Bye.